from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. Ohio's voters are deciding today whether to make the state constitution harder to amend as a highly charged special election that has direct bearing on a November ballot question over abortion rights comes to a close. Here's ONN's Tracy Townsend. If issue one passes, the threshold for voters being able to change the state's constitution would rise from a simple majority to 60 percent. That would make it difficult, if not impossible, for the fall proposal to succeed based on polling figures. Voters in several states, even and deeply conservative ones have affirmed abortion rights since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year, though usually with less than 60 percent of the vote. I'm Tracy Townsend. As Tracy mentioned, State Issue 1 will determine whether future constitutional issues such as the abortion rights issue coming in November should pass with a simple majority or require 60 percent approval. Elizabeth Marbach is the communications director for Ohio Right to Life and supports Issue 1. The abortion issue really is going to be a motivating factor for us to get out to the polls as our state's founding most sacred document that was created to protect our liberties and freedoms. It should have broad consensus when fundamentally changing that. Reverend Tim Ahrens is senior pastor of First Congregational Church in Columbus and says he opposes Issue 1 because it'll make citizen-led drives to amend the Constitution on issues such as abortion rights, higher wages, LGBTQ rights, and environmental rights more difficult. To vote yes will be detrimental to people who are not white and middle class. Anyone else is left behind by a yes vote. He calls issue one a power grab by those in charge of the state house. More than 640,000 people voted early in person or by absentee ballot for this election. And today, of course, more are going to the polls. Kevin Landers reports from a Columbus neighborhood. This special August election is costing Ohio taxpayers more than $20 million. The line to vote was fairly long inside this Clintonville polling station as people prepared to cast their vote for issue one. Even if we feel as though our votes don't matter on a nationwide level, it's these local elections that have the most impact on our overall like local community and environment. I think the broader impacts of the the vote yes um, implications are what was concerning to me. So what's coming up in November is what was on my mind. Reporting from Clintonville, Kevin Landers. Today's statewide special election put a strain on local county board of election offices. John Monk explains. In Seneca County, Board of Elections Director Lori Elkirk says they had to bring in nearly an entirely new pool of poll worker volunteers because most established volunteers are not available to help as Seneca County has only held one other August special election before. Having an August election is strange in and of itself, let alone just for one issue. Wood County had to move two polling locations because Perrysburg High School and Junior High were already hosting events Tuesday night. We had done some planning for it. Uh, We had reached out to our poll locations early um, and uh, had to move a couple for this election, but generally got most of our polling locations secured uh, early on. And they had a similar issue in finding enough volunteers on short notice. I'm John Monk reporting in studio. There was a fatal house fire in Cleveland this morning. A 60-year-old woman was killed and a 27-year-old man injured in a house fire that happened at about 4 a.m. this morning. Cleveland Fire's public information officer says the man was seriously injured after jumping from a second-floor window. Another adult female was taken to the hospital, expected to be okay. The cause of the fire under investigation, there were no working smoke detectors at that house. 
Case Western Reserve University researchers in Cleveland are conducting a long-term study of residents in and around East Palestine to see if cancer becomes an issue following that toxic train derailment six months ago. Monica Robbins has more with lead researcher Fred Schumacher. They set up a booth at the Columbiana County Fair to begin recruiting residents. The study is looking for residents age 18 and older in the four-county region around the derailment site, which includes Columbiana and Mahoning counties and two counties in Pennsylvania. We want to provide this kind of general information to them that we're not testing for cancer now, but we're trying to understand you know, maybe the chemical reaction is actually increasing your chance, just like if you had a, a positive family history member. Participation can include just filling out a questionnaire to getting more involved by giving blood, hair, and toenail samples. The long-term goal is to start this biorepository and begin to look at what the health effects from not just the train derailment, but obviously focusing on that and, and seeing what the, the effects are going to be on their, their health over, over time. The team will be working with the Ohio Department of Health. They may go to participant homes to test water and other factors. This research may last years. This is really hopefully to put people on alert to know when to become more aggressive about screening or prevention or when to change some of their lifestyle habits to help kind of reduce that risk. I'm Monica Robbins. A suburban Cleveland police officer was arrested and is on administrative leave. Lydia Aspara has that story. 29-year-old Chester Township Police Officer Nicholas Iacampo is out on $50,000 bail. Court records show Iacampo was arrested on Sunday for sexual battery. The teen made the allegations while Iacampo was on duty. Iacampo Campbell was taken into custody by the Lake County Sheriff's Office and charged with a third-degree felony. Iacampo was a football coach at Chardon. He's a patrol officer that filled in as a West Chicago local school district resource officer last year. Lydia Spara in Chester Township. The U.S. Energy Secretary helped break ground on an expansion of a battery recycling plant yesterday in Lancaster, southeast of Columbus. Yolanda Harris reports. The new plant will help make 200,000 new electric vehicle batteries a year. It's a $250 million investment in Lancaster with $82 million coming from the federal government. Jennifer Granholm, the U.S. Secretary of Energy, says manufacturing these batteries here in the U.S. is a big step in the right direction. We have the opportunity to get all of these batteries, whether it's from your phone or your laptop or your vehicle, and take all that material that's inside, which normally we would have been getting from China. China or other places and reuse it. I'm Yolanda Harris. Cleveland Guardians third baseman Jose Ramirez was given a three-game suspension for his fight with Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson Saturday night in Cleveland. But Anderson got the worst of it. Not only was he decked with a right hook by Ramirez, he was suspended for six games. They both also were fined an undisclosed amount. Both players are appealing. Also, Cleveland manager Terry Francona, closer Emmanuel Classe, and third base coach Mike Sarbaugh have been suspended one game. Chicago manager Pedro Griffol was also suspended for one game. There are nine county fairs going on this week around Ohio. Champaign, Athens, Ross, Richland, Holmes, Scioto, Cuyahoga, Erie, and Ashtabula, as well as the Hartford Fair in Licking County and the Attica Fair in Seneca County. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WTOL in Toledo, WKYC in Cleveland, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.